everyone. Welcome to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Chase Clark, and I'm thrilled to have you join me on this journey of liberation and conversation. In my opinion, we live in a world full of false realities. Nothing is really what it seems, and honestly, the world nowadays is like one big episode of Black Mirror. But we digress. One of those false realities, halfway brought on by social media, is that everyone loves themselves and feels pretty 24-7. Some people may disagree, saying that people and influencers have done their due diligence to let people know that everything seen online is not real. But I like to argue, from my point of view at least, that we are way too far gone psychologically to believe that. And let me explain. I was exposed to social media when I was in the sixth grade. And up to this point, I only had the physical people I saw at school to compare myself to, which brought on its own bout of insecurities, which is why I said halfway social media. You got me? Okay. With the intro of socials and literally having thousands of comparisons, standards, and influences shot at me per day, even per hour, it was hard to find myself um, beauty in myself all the way back then. About six years later meaning now, everyone is saying love yourself and all bodies, hair types, faces, colors, etc. matter, leaving me feeling mad, conflicted. Not about the statement, but I'll explain. And if you haven't guessed yet, hi, I'm your hostess with the most, it's Chase Clark, it's me. And today we're talking about self-love. Funny-ish story to get us started. Last week or two weeks ago, um, I took out my iconic box braids. RIP to them, we miss you, we love you. And I was instantly deeply saddened because I knew I would have to do my hair. Yikes. I'd washed it, dried it, combed it, detangled, twisted it, done the whole nine. And low key, I was like really, actually high key, I was super excited to wear my hair out because I thought I had it in a way that was like okay to me. Then the morning came and I was completely broken, shattered even. I... I just wanted to take a sick day because my hair did not come out like I wanted it to. And my mom, being the wonderful human being that she is, God bless her soul, she was up with me at 8 o'clock trying to salvage what was left of the mess on top of my head. It was a mess, okay? And, you know, but my hair wasn't budging and she was not budging about me missing school either, which, you know, we'll move on from that. I'm a little hurt. Anyways, I whipped that thing into a bun, ball, braid, hybrid thing. It was it was something, okay? And I went to school utterly distraught. I was really sad. Um, I was so ashamed that I made self-depreciating jokes the whole day before anyone else could say anything to me. In my head, or my philosophy was that they knew if I made these jokes, at least they knew that I knew that my hair was not it today. And they didn't have to say a thing, because you know what? Teenagers can be cruel. Each day that my hair went by without being done, I felt worse and worse and worse. I felt like a fish out of water, and I was just ready to hide. After I got my hair done, I was ecstatic, of course, but I was also a bit sad. I realized how harsh I was to myself and how much I resented my hair in its natural state, going as far as to say I hate it and meaning it. 
I began to think of each time I talked about feeling comfortable in my own skin and um, loving myself. And so I asked myself, how could I preach about loving oneself and being comfortable with myself if one of the most basic pieces of me causes me to feel insecure? I'll let you ponder on that and let it simmer for a bit. But while that simmers, I'm going to shift gears a little bit and then I'll go back to it. But I remember in the eighth grade, majority of my class was on social media by this time. And during this, I really started to take notice of people's preferences in other people, especially the boys in my school. I noticed that they were really into the light or the white girls with manageable hair and the curvy bodies and the nicest clothes. And I began to look at myself. And of course, I noticed that with the exception of having nice clothes, um, I really don't check off all the boxes on that list. I'd been to the love yourself seminars and the be who you are talks, um, but I recognize the power in being wanted, like being wanted and sought after. It's a great feeling, like let's not lie. Anywho, for the next few months, I was obsessed with my body and finding all the ways to fix it, quote unquote. Years later and more recently now, I found a post that really struck me And it said something along the lines of don't compare your 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 year old body to that of a grown woman, which is essentially what was going on at that time. So I'm reading this quote, thinking to myself, like, bro, I was really out here comparing myself to grown women, like in their 20s, upper 20s, 30s ish. And I was doing that because people saw these things, found it attractive. And I was like, well, I'm not these things. So, you know, fill in the blank. What am I? But in seeing that post, which someone else had reposted, it made me realize that I was not in that boat alone, which is extremely sad when you really think about it. Now we're here in a time where being more natural is kind of accepted, really depending on your personal path in life. Um, but now I've really began to take notice in the over-sexualization of young girls. This is a combo. I'm going to place a slight disclaimer over. Um, this is the disclaimer if you, you know, this, this, yeah, this is it. Um, with the next few sentences, I'm going to be talking about the over-sexualization of young girls and women, which may be triggering to some. So I suggest skipping forward if you are, you know, unsure about this next part. But, you know, if you're open to listening, thank you. Now, this is something I wish I could say I was 100% hip to, but I actually was not until recently. I watched my girl Madison Brown on YouTube, and she has this video titled, You're Not Sexually Liberated, You're 16. Very loaded title, which is what intrigued me and pulled me into watching. In the video, she provided a lot of common day examples about how women, specifically in the music industry, are called to be these powerhouses or femme fatale fantasies by way of showing lots of skin or doing provocative things to catch an audience. This by no means is exclusive to now. It's gone on forever, Um, specifically for example purposes in the music industry. One of the most iconic examples to me is Britney Spears, who we can have a whole other dialogue on on another time. But when she was hitting the scene or when she was making her mark on Hollywood, her marketing or selling factor was really around her being a really young girl who was really attractive. And they used, they meaning her team, used that appeal and ran with it. And it worked, solidifying the practice of over-sexualizing girls in media, specifically in music. 
Now, Instagram and Snapchat, as we know, were not around when Miss Brittany was starting out. But like I said, this marketing tactic really never stopped. So when um, Instagram and Snapchat hit the scene, it actually grew a lot of traction, making this marketing tool very relevant to today. All of this to say, when you're young and impressionable, you see things on social media. And one thing that we know now for fact is that sex sells. It's easy to look at oneself and say, okay, this is the standard. Look at yourself. Maybe I don't fit that bill. And then, you know, you make all of these, uh, I guess, assumptions about yourself going forward. And here we are. We find ourselves in this place in time where I hear a lot of adults talking about how young women, especially um, but kids, are growing up so fast. And to that, I say we are literally products of what we see. Uh, example, say a child is growing up and they only talk to the police at a community fair or event. Um, they only see them on those type of terms. And when it comes time for them to get, you know, their regular, regular ticket that kids get sometimes, do you think they're going to be scared of the police? No, probably not. If an individual is only exposed to one beauty standard, they are not going to miraculously try to be the counterculture. This has been known for fact since slaves were around, hence the anti-Black propaganda pushed even around to today. Now, Chase, I thought we were talking about self-love. How did we make this a race thing? Everything is a race thing, essentially. But what I'm saying is I'm low-key hating on this culture that we have created. Since the beginning, groups have found people, groups of people have found ways to put down other groups since the beginning. As our technology evolves, we find new ways to oppress people based on things they can't change. You move forward into the 90s and 2000s. There were blogs, TMZ. They were really hitting their peak. Paris Hilton, you know, all the guys. Now you're subject to inevitable judgment through that 24-7, 365 through social media. And the only advice we give is to love yourself because people are going to judge anyway. I agree with the message to a certain extent, but I also say that it's okay to not feel like all of you is acceptable sometimes. I know, shocker. The one cliche message I will try to push through this episode is that our flaws do make us beautiful. That doesn't replace the fact that we may still look at them as flaws sometimes, and that's okay. The one great thing about humans is that we're collectively not perfect, and that's actually quite great. The love yourself piece for me is synonymous kind of with um, conversations about race. Everything is about self-love. I'm just playing with you. But um, it's okay to see flaws, just like it's okay to see colors. It's actually really encouraged. I think um, the way that we kind of move past that is just trying to make your peace with it. Um, my natural hair is probably not something I'm going to be accepting of anytime soon. I'm sorry. I hate to say it. I hate to sound ridiculous, but I just can't get with it right now. It's just not for me. But I know that it's mine. I know that it makes me me. And, you know, while I recognize the personal disdain or the flaw from my perspective, I am working to make my peace with it. Okay. This episode probably is not going on the stellar high note you thought it would, um, but that's a flaw you'll have to make your own peace with. Get it? You got it? 
Um, but reiterating something I said in the first episode of this series, um, these are literally evolving ideas, ones I intend to go back to um, and follow up, providing more context on. Um, so don't sweat it. We will circle back to this combo. But in conclusion, self-love is an interesting concept. Nowadays, there are so many sides and perspectives as we introduce literally new technology almost every day. I would say going back to what I said about the faith walk, which sidebar, thank you so much for all of the interaction with that episode. I didn't think it would be super controversial like that, but I'm glad it was because I got to have so many like off side conversations and it was it was really great. So I hope you do that with this one as well. Back to it though. Grace. Um, it's okay to not feel acceptable. It's okay to want to be acceptable by society standards. It's okay to be basic. It's okay to be boring if you want to. It's okay to be different. If you want to be provocative, do that. Like more power to you, cause not my not my thing yet. But um to my men and women who feel like there's something that you don't really love about yourself, that is okay too. I promise I'm in the boat with you. Have grace and practice making peace. And, you know, hopefully it'll all make sense soon. This has been your hostess with the most, this Chase Clark, with another episode. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you on the flip. Peace out. Thank you for tuning in to the Renaissance Project, a Black girls movement. Want to join the combo? Contact me via Instagram at the Renaissance P-R-J-C-T. Or you can email me at the Renaissance P-R-J-T at gmail.com. If you feel led to donate, you can do so by sending your funds to dollar sign Chase AC7 on Cash App. It is not required, but definitely encouraged. That's all from me. I hope to see you next Thursday. Until then, be well. <laughs>